My name is Jennifer Fellin, your corporate gal pal with the insider secrets to help you bridge the gaps of where you are to where you want to be in your career. It wasn't that long ago I was where you are wanting to move my career forward. I'm a career enthusiast and a proud mama of three. Inside here, we share a conversation among friends. Leadership, career strategy, personal development, and lifestyles are all topics that we chime around about. So grab your cup of tea, coffee, or whatever special sparkle makes your day, because we're about to start the Career Vault Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast of the Career Vault Podcast. My name is Jennifer Fellin. I am a career strategist and leadership expert, helping you bridge the gaps of where you are to where you wanna be inside your career, whether in a traditional route or whether in an entrepreneurial route. My goal is to help you be able to grow. Uh, Inside this episode, we're gonna continue to focus on the remote roles because they are extremely popular and we are starting to see us go and shift to being more remote in today's world. So what that means for you is that, you know, when we had the COVID-19 pandemic, we were starting even before that to see people wanting to gear towards working more remotely. Nobody wants to sit in an office for over 40 hours a week at a cubicle when you can actually work from home and be able to step back and not have the commute and get the same amount or more work done working from the comfort of your own home. But that has pros and that has benefits, but it also has challenges that I wanna talk about today. So what kind of led to the pandemic and creating hybrid work models is going to continue to become more popular. And over the, over the next few years, we should start to see a lot of different office roles go more remotely. In fact, we're looking at 30% of jobs are shifting to be more remote. So also other areas that have contributed to this is we're starting to see a lot more benefits in the technology sector. And when you look at that, being able to grow and form relationships virtually is gonna start to be a career skill that you're going to need to hone in on and you're going to need to grow. I know that in one of my last positions, being able to connect and really see people virtually building that relationship over time was really, really critical uh, because you need to be able, even if you're not there, be able to form those relationships. And some of those relationships have been hugely beneficial to me. And I've really gotten to know a lot of people both personally and professionally by building those relationships through the enhancements of technology. Now, other areas of why I encourage remote work is personally, it's very cost saving on both sides. So it's cost savings for the the company, but it's also a ton of cost savings for the employee. So for the company, they don't have to have um, a building to put everybody in, the expenses of keeping that up. They also don't have to have different things on site, like a break room, you don't have utilities, you don't have lighting, you don't have to have security there. There's a ton of financial cost savings by going the route of letting people work from home. But also for the associate or for the employee, the benefits are, you know, there's savings in gas. Do you need to have a car that can go a long distance? How far are you traveling? 
All of those things, especially the most important thing, which is getting time back. And then using that time, if you're gonna use it with your family, with your friends, that's a huge thing because that's a resource that a company is giving you that you can't get back. And it's something that I'm personally passionate about because I know the time that I have with my kids is hugely important to me. And it's something that I feel that companies should start to recognize is people wanna spend time building those relationships outside of work because those are relationships that truly matter. Now, other areas is it does create a better work-life balance to work remotely, having the ability to be on a meeting, possibly while you're doing something else such as working out or you're going grocery shopping. It does allow you to multitask. It does allow you to travel more and it does allow you to get things done that you can't get done by sitting in a cubicle. And it's something that I think a lot of people start to experience a lot of better mental health days because they've got a better work-life balance working remotely. Okay, so some of the things that I wanna talk about are the benefits and we've kind of covered them. So benefit number one of working remotely is the flexibility sometimes of when you're able and where you're able to work. So flexibility comes in being able to either get your projects and your work done at night, if you wanna go out or you have plans during the day, if you have a doctor's appointment, you can make those schedules all your own and you can actually work on a, your own timeline. If you have a report due on Friday, as long as it's due on Friday, it doesn't matter like when you get it done or what time of the day you're working on, and it allows you better flexibility to do things that you need to do. So if you have kids, taking them to the bus stop, actually being there, being at the soccer game, that's a huge flexibility that a lot of people are looking to have that is a big benefit. It also in flexibility, allowing you to travel and work remotely. So I've had a lot of people come out where they're starting to travel and being able to work from home or work from anywhere in the world. Just having that flexibility is a huge pro. And what we've seen because of that flexibility and because so many people want that ability, what they've done is you see all of the remote roles and you go to LinkedIn, you filter it, and you're going to see a ton of people apply. Like, I mean, not like 10 or 20 or 50 or 100, you're talking thousands of people are gonna apply because of that pro of flexibility. Now, the second one that we already covered, so I'm not gonna really go into that, but a better work-life balance is something that everybody wants. Everybody wants to have time to balance their life. You only get to live once, and the idea of working remotely allows you to have that flexibility where you can balance it better. And I know for me, having that better work-life balance as you grow higher is something I highly, highly encourage, but it's also something that people want more because not everybody wants to work inside all the time. Being able to work outside, being able to work by a pool, by a beach, however, is a better work-life balance for everybody under the gun. Now, the next thing I had mentioned earlier in the podcast is a lot of the time when you're working remotely, you're going to have higher productivity. Your productivity typically tends to improve 20 to 40% because you're not in the workplace setting and you're not getting distracted. The average, hey, you got a sec, 
it actually on average is 30 minutes when somebody asks you that question. So you're putting everything down, you're getting out of that mental frame of working, you're getting out of that, that groove, and you're having to stop, stop the train of thought, and you're having to go and listen to somebody or you're getting distracted or you have a meeting, when it takes often for you to get into that vibe of working and for your mind to get there, it can take 20 to 40 minutes just to get back there only to get interrupted again or have to go to another meeting. Uh, and it causes a lot of delays on getting work done. Sometimes I even feel when I'm at work, it's like, gosh, I don't know if I really even got a whole lot done that day and you don't feel as productive, whereas when you work from home, you feel an increased amount of productivity, you feel more productive, and you actually are because there aren't as many distractions. Now, the next thing that um, I recommend is for the pro is more on the recruiting employer side, which is you're increasing your talent, your candidate pool. And the, with the workforce that we've seen over the last few years, there is very much so a reduced amount of candidates that are out there. In fact, there are not a ton of candidates that want to continue to grow uh, in a corporate setting because they're interested in going remote or they will take the demotion if it means greater flexibility. So you have a bigger candidate pool range. If you get somebody who is higher caliber who is on a different wave that you know is probably two or three tiers higher than what you're you're interviewing for it's very common for them to downgrade their career to have the flexibility to travel spend time with family allowing you to have a better candidate pool if you're hiring or if you are a freelancer you have your own company you're going to get a lot better quality candidates than what you're going to find in a workforce setting so that's actually a really good benefit uh, i guess either way if you're in the traditional route and you're a recruiter and you're doing remote work or if you're owning your own business, you're on the entrepreneurial side, you're going to see a better pool for you. Now, what is another good part of that is you're going to see a lot more employee retention. Um, you know, I think when you have a happy workforce and you have a happy environment, your retention tends to go up a, a ton more. But for the, since the roles of a remote worker are so rare or it's so saturated the applications that come in for that what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot more retention because you don't want to lose that job you don't want to have to go into a work setting you want to be able to continue to work remotely uh, and a candidate is going to go much further to stay with that style of job in today's world than having to leave that type of comfort setting with all of those benefits because those benefits are lifestyle benefits. You're gonna see a greater pool of retention there. And that's actually a huge benefit for you and it's like a huge benefit for the employer because you're getting a good long lasting candidate or you're able, if you are a good candidate, you're able to stay in that role. There's a lot higher dedication. So a lot of pros there for that. Now, what are, what are some challenges of remote work? What, what are the cons of that? And there are a lot of cons of remote work, so let's go ahead and dive right into those. So the first con of remote work is really 
communication and how we communicate and sometimes because you're not in person you're going to experience kind of that gap now when you're working with people um, remotely it takes time uh, to get used to being on screen like I know I've had one person like they would just shove their forehead right to the screen and it would be so awkward because you're kind of like do you not see the thing I sent you um, and you want to make sure that when you present yourself on a screen that you're able to communicate you start to look at your mannerisms on video and how you display that um, the other part of that is how are you communicating through email? How are you communicating your messages? You have to keep those uh, in mind because how we communicate in person, you can see the body language, you can see how people act, and it's very, very, very different when you're on just video and you're getting to build those relationships. So what I encourage people with communication, especially virtually, you want to watch people's mannerisms, especially their facial expressions to make sure that what you're communicating is what you should be communicating and you're communicating it to the right way and that they're receiving it the way that you want it to deliver. And even in my public speaking course, I talk about this very heavily. You wanna make sure that sometimes when you have to have a difficult conversation over video, that you're doing it the right way and that you're doing it in a way that um, is conveyed in a way that it should be perceived. And that can be very different on video if you don't practice and rehearse your communication style. Now, the next one um, that is a pro that some people have, um, I guess, conflicting with it, and I saw it a lot during um, the pandemic, is if you are a very, very sociable person and you rely on your social setting to be at your work, um, which I don't recommend, but if that is your social setting, sometimes people feel very, very isolated. They feel like, okay, I'm not getting enough social interaction. And they feel that, you know, the remote work, you're not going and you're not being part of that company, the community. So one benefit of being on site is companies do offer, when you're part of a workforce, it does typically feel like a community. And in that community, I often recommend like, hey, is this the community you wanna be in? It may be a good job, but if the community doesn't support your lifestyle, who you are, or you're not accepted, it might not be the right community. And that's something that people do feel oftentimes that they lose that community feeling if they work from home and they feel very, very isolated. The next uh, con is distractions. So if you're not used to working at home and you are easily distracted by the television or you have a lot of other things going on, that can be an area that you're going to have to improve on before you go into a workplace setting or a remote setting. And what I mean by distraction, so if you have a partner or spouse, your wife, your husband, who is home and you have your kids home with you, you need to be able to pull away into a room or a space that you can work without the distractions coming along. Or if you have things in your home that you do wanna do besides working, just making sure that you practice those exercises to remain focused at work. Now, the next kind is having a lack of structure. So it is kind of like distractions, but having a lack of structure of what you're going to get done, when you're gonna get it done, how you're gonna get it done, 
is also a con and something that is more challenging in a remote setting. When you join a remote role, you wanna keep in mind that, hey, do I have a good layout? Do I have an understanding how to do the job? Am I going to be proficient when I do the job? Is it something that I'm going to be able to handle? Do I need to have an outline? What is the structure? So what I encourage people is if you just got a remote job and you're not sure what it is that you need to do during a day, what I often recommend to people is, hey, why don't you ask what a preliminary outline is day to day or if you have access to the last person that did your role, kind of see what their a day in their life would be like or even ask your boss, what is a day in, in the life look like for me if I'm supposed to be in this role? I just wanna make sure I'm able to do the role proficiently up to your expectation. They'll give you a standard outlay. Um, the next kind is equipment and technology challenges. So when you're in a remote role, you wanna make sure if you're traveling, you have Wi-Fi available at the speed that you need to take video conferencing. So sometimes I know that when I traveled to Mexico, uh, the Wi-Fi was not strong enough to support video conferencing, which meant I had to find a different place to go and work out of so that way I could continue to have the, the video conferencing and that I appeared there and that the traveling did not affect my work. So whatever you have, your laptop needs to be up to date. You need to have a good microphone, positive lighting, a professional background, and most importantly, that all of your technology is aligned so that way you appear uh, professionally on a feed or on a video, on a Teams chat, a Zoom call, whatever platform you're going to, but just keeping that in mind. All right, the next one that I have is just pro, pros and cons are sometimes you get that boss that's over micromanaging and they want every type of monitoring. What are you doing right now? How are you doing it? Uh, this doesn't occur very often, but it does actually occur. And how asking how do you hold accountability? How do you monitor? Um, I've never been in that situation where somebody has an actual camera where they're working. I think that's a little excessive. You also want to watch out for that. But also what I would encourage is if you are going for a remote role, you want to make sure you ask, what is that accountability level? How is monitoring? Do you have to be like on during certain hours? Um, I know that teams, you have the different colors to show if you're available um, and people do monitor it that way. Uh, so if you do look at that, um, you want to ask how are you being monitored and how can you um, achieve expectation in that role. So that can be pro and con um, depending on who is directly above you. And then the last one that, again, we will just lightly touch on is kind of having a lack of a workplace culture. And I think that can go either way. Um, you know, a workplace culture is really the group of people that you're working with and, you know, you want to take a little bit more time in that to really look at, hey, you know, am I getting the culture, am I getting a vibe, but more importantly, I would take that and apply it more on your workplace culture is who are you interacting with on a daily basis. And do they bring you positivity? Are they bringing you happiness? That is going to replace the workplace culture that you have at the physical location inside your remote setting. And sometimes that can be a con because you don't have access to those 
cultural things that you would normally have. So i.e. you don't have like the employee of the month listed, you're not able to participate in pillars, you're not able to participate in particular groups or extracurricular at work such as committees. Uh, sometimes you're gonna lose that. But what I have found on remote work is even though you don't have it there and that can be viewed as a con, you do participate in a lot of those meetings virtually and just trying to figure out a way how you can create that culture for yourself while being there. Um, so in summary, I think that there's a ton of great benefits to working remotely, but there are also cons when you're taking a remote role that you yourself wanna keep in mind. And you wanna make sure that before you go remote, which for most people it is a good fit, but sometimes for some people, if you're extremely extroverted, it may not be the right fit. And just making sure whatever way that you wanna grow, that you grow in the best way that's gonna represent you for yourself. All right, thanks for spending the time with me on this week's podcast. And in between now and my next podcast, feel free to check out my Instagram page where I post a ton of educational content to help you build your career traditionally or entrepreneur. Or you can visit my website, jenniferfellon.co, where I have a ton of different content on there that you're able to explore that should help you out with growing your career and helping you close and bridge those gaps. I also have my public speaking course on there available for you. And in a, in a few months down the line, I'll actually have my Career Vault Academy course up and running for you. So I look forward to seeing you around. Take care. Bye.